About a week after the end of the May Day holiday in China, we've got a better picture of travel levels, tourism spending, and some other domestic drives to promote consumption. So this week, we're on the line with our chief representative in Shanghai, Melinda Xu. From the U.S.-China Business Council in Washington, D.C., I'm Ian Hutchinson, and this is the China Business Minute. Melinda Xu is our chief representative in Shanghai. Melinda, welcome back. Hello, Ian. Okay, so the China offices were on May Day holiday recently, right? So how was the break? You're right. With roads, hotels, and popular tourist attractions packed with millions of people, official data showed 230 million domestic tourist trips were made during the five-day Labor Day holiday. The relatively strong May tourist numbers showed that Chinese consumers' confidence in domestic travel. The number of tourists recovered 3.2 percent above the 2019 levels. Online travel agents reported that the average air ticket price rose over 20 percent from the same period of 2019. The tourism spending, however, was still 23 percent below 2019. This is probably because many of the travelers were going back home to see families that they couldn't、um, visit during the Chinese New Year. Massive discounts can also be a factor. Speaking of those discounts, what kind of events have been going on lately to promote local consumption? Shanghai launched what they called the Double Five Shopping Festival. Similar to the popular Double Eleven initiated by Alibaba, the Double Five in Shanghai kicked off on the first day of the May Day holiday and ran through this month to spur consumption. The shopping festival is jointly organized by Mofcom and Shanghai Municipal Government. I actually went to a shopping mall called. Global Harbor in Putuo District. Many stores there have big sales by offering coupon and discounts, which I of course made my contribution. <laughs> This is also in line with China's implementation of the new economic paradigm, dual circulation, promoting domestic consumption as the main driver of growth. And then there was also the big consumer products expo down in Hainan recently as well, right? That's right, Yan. Ministry of Commerce and the Hainan Provincial Government were also co-hosting the first China International Consumer Products Expo in Haikou, capital of Hainan, from May seventh to tenth, which is the largest consumer goods expo in APEC region. The event was the first international expo held in Hainan since China released a master plan last June to build the island into a globally influential and high-level free trade port by the middle of the century. It is reported that global brands from 69 countries and regions have signed up for the gathering. More than 800 domestic brands from China's 31 provincial-level regions also participate in the expo. It is expected to showcase the country's consumption power, facilitate the construction of the free trade port, and Chinese President Xi Jinping sent a congratulatory message、um, to the expo, saying it serves as a global platform of displaying and treating high-end consumer products. Offering opportunities both for global brands to enter the Chinese market and for Chinese consumer products to be traded worldwide. 
Yeah, speaking of trade, I know China also posted some unexpectedly high trade numbers last month, right? Both in imports and exports. You're right, Ian.、Um, exports and imports unexpectedly accelerated, and、uh, export growth hit a new decade high in April. Exports surged 28.8 percent, and imports increased by over 18 percent compared with the same period in 2019. Chinese trade with major partners also grew,、uh, despite political tensions. Exports to the U.S. rose almost 50 percent from a year ago, from January to April, higher than export growth to other markets, including European、um, and Japan. While on the other hand, we also heard from companies on the ground that shipping disruption and container shortages、um, are expected to persist for a while. All right, last question before we let you go: vaccination. So, how's the vaccine situation looking in China at the moment? How's it been progressing? So, the number of domestic COVID cases has been consistently bouncing around zero. Controls have been、uh, effective in China. The vaccine rollout is also accelerating. With administered doses more than doubling over a month to 324 million as of May 9th, China aims to hit its target of vaccinating、um, 40% of the population, which is basically 560 million people by June. The target looks challenging to be reached. Um, you know, on the supply side, the capacity cannot keep up. You know, the vaccines seem to be given to domestic use and for donations, and、um, also considering the recent situation in India, China pledges large production capacity, but、um, it takes time to turn capacity into input. And、uh, we recently heard from one company on the ground that Chinese、um, MIT officials also called them apparently. Showed concerns over the supplies for some key equipment that needed for vaccines.、Um, on the other hand, you know, vaccination drive、um, also faced uh, um, a lack of public、um, enthusiasm. I would say, you know, people think we are doing very well, so there is no need to take the vaccines. Um, and so the governments and communities have to work very hard to motivate people to be vaccinated. Right. Well, thank you very much for the roundup, Melinda. Thanks, Ian. Let's keep safe, and I、uh, hope the day that I see you in person won't be too far away. I hope so too. But until then, stay happy and stay healthy, and we'll talk to you again soon. Take care. Again, Melinda Shu is our chief representative in Shanghai. The China Business Minute is a production of the U.S. China Business Council, and you can always learn more about the work that we do on our website, uschina.org. If you like the show, please leave it a rating, leave a review, or send it directly to your colleagues. As always, thank you very much for listening, and we'll be back next week.